It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It's the Greek for the Week podcast. And you know what? I know last week I dropped the ball. I didn't. I, I put it on Instagram, Greek for the Week, but I, I didn't bring you the podcast. I just felt like I needed to rest a few days. And I said, I will, I will get it to them. And today I'm, I'm getting it to you better late than never. Listen, you didn't get any last week, but today, this week, you get two because on Wednesday, the next one's going to post. So you get two of them. And uh, thanks for your patience. We're going to talk about Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6 today. Do not be anxious for anything. It's going to be a blessing to your life. But before we get into that, if you have not yet gotten uh, Letters from Jesus, it's on Amazon.com. Go ahead and go to Amazon. Check it out. If you're enjoying the book, if it's been blessing you, please leave it a five-star review. That really helps us out. And tell the customers out there who are mulling over a purchase what they can expect and why you enjoyed Letters from Jesus. Okay. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 it says here, "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, uh with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses understanding shall guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus." Praise the Lord. In the Greek it says here, "Medain mermanate." Now we're going to we're going to talk specifically about that in a second, but let me set up to you some background here. Now this is an interesting passage because the apostle Paul is is going through some trouble here. And remember, in Acts 16, the Philippian church began. The jailer got born again, saved, uh, when Paul was miraculously delivered from prison because of an earthquake. They were in prison shouting, and the earthquake came, and 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 the jailer got saved, and what can I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Bam! Beginning of the Philippian church. And... It had grown since that time, and now Paul is writing from prison, and he's trying to comfort the Philippians because he knows they're concerned. And he knows they're concerned because he's in prison, and they're wondering, not only are they sad for Paul and wondering what's going to happen to Paul, but remember, when something happens to somebody who you perceive to have a stronger relationship with the Lord than yourself, then mine is grieving for them, you also wonder what could happen to you. Uh, if it happens to them, it could also happen to me. Now, that's a common thought. It's a normal thought. Don't condemn yourself for having that thought. It's only normal. I know that in my life, there's been people that serve the Lord who I think are much more spiritual giants further ahead than myself. And when something happens to them, one of the secondary thoughts you have is perhaps, hmm, if it could happen to them, it could happen to me. For instance, when there's a pastor that preaches healing and, and deliverance and they get sick and maybe pass away because of the sickness, I think, and there's that worry that's there about what about me? I preach healing too and, and you struggle with that. And the Apostle Paul knew that it was natural for the Philippians to have this thought. And they were worried because there was persecution that was drawing near to the Philippian church. Not only that, but the Philippians uh, had sent to the Apostle Paul some aid. And this was through a man by the name of Epaphroditus. And Epaphroditus was a faithful brother. People talked highly of him. But by the time he had gotten to Paul, he had grown ill. And the Philippians were worried about Epaphroditus because they loved him. What if something happens to Epaphroditus? He won't come back to us. Paul's in Rome right now. And, and uh, uh, 
the Philippians are in Greece. There's a long way to travel. If you go, you either got to cross the uh, the Adriatic Sea or go up the Mediterranean, or you got to come around uh, through the hill region of which is now Eastern Europe. And it's it's going to be a hard trip back. And he's ill. What's going to happen to him? And so you have this going on. And the Philippines were experiencing their own persecution. And they had a lot of reason to worry. Well, there's never any good reason to worry, but there's they had reason for their worry, not that it's good reason. And so the Apostle Paul is writing to them. And in verse number six, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Their requests for Paul, their requests for Epaphroditus, their requests about their own protection. Now, he says, don't be anxious. Now, he chooses an interesting word, meramnate, which in ancient times was used to not always in a negative sense. I mean, we say anxiety today, we all think immediately something's not good. But in this sense, it was just to focus intently on something, focus strongly on something. could have been used for today, if you're using the word today, focused on, maybe you're on your phone, you're playing a game and you don't want anybody to buy, I mean, you look at some kids today when they're playing those video games on their phone, you can't, you can't take that iPad out of their hand with a crowbar if you try, they are focused on that game, they are playing or watching a YouTube video, and I have a, not almost a nine-year-old nephew and I see him on his iPad and there's no way you're getting that out of his hands, he's focused on it, and and that's kind of what he's saying is that it's this kind of focus. And this is interesting because when you think about what anxiety is, it is a focus on something. In this case, the wrong thought. You are focused on it. You wake up with it. You go to bed with it. <laughs> if there's a connection between your brain and your stomach, now your guts begin to feel it because they start turning and your stomach starts to get upset. And that's how focused you are on it. You're watching TV. You're out at the movies. You're with your family, with your wife, you're with your husband. And you're just focused on this thought and you're obsessing over it. This is Maranate. You are turning it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And when it's the wrong thought, it becomes an anxiety. Paul said, Maidain, don't do this, the emphatic Maidain. Stop. Stop this at once. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't be doing this. Now the word was used in ancient times to describe a dog that was on the trail of ascent. Now, if you think about it, uh, if you have a dog, you know, when I, I, I was just I was just talking to someone the other day about how dogs are funny to watch. I mean, you think about a dog. Dogs kind of only do two or three things. They either want you to pet them or want to play with you, number one, or they want to be fed and sleep, or they're sniffing around something. That's kind of like their three modes. And most of the time, a dog, if you just let it to itself, it just sniffs around. That's what it does all day long, just sniffs stuff, trying to find things. And especially if you have a hound dog, like a bloodhound. And uh, so you you put a dog on a scent, and it's going to keep going and looking around. And actually, the world record of a dog on a scent was 63 miles. 63 miles tracking that scent. And... Uh, that's a long way. Here in Michigan, where I'm living, that's that's here to the state capital. Sixty three. I mean, that's. I mean, you get in the car, you go sixty three miles. I mean, if somebody says we're going from here to Lansing, you kind of dread the drive. You stop at Starbucks to get a coffee or a drink because 
you know it's gonna you're gonna just have to settle in for a minute and and imagine a dog standing in a scent that long just staying on it staying on it staying on it and that is what a worry is like following that scent along the trail you think about how far along a worry will take you how long away from the will of god how long away from the plan of god your life that worry will take you that scent just takes you off the path that god has for you and brings you onto the wrong path and that's what happens when you worry get you off god's path for your life and onto the wrong path and paul was saying stop following these thoughts they are taking you in the wrong direction here you think about me being in prison. Now you see yourself getting arrested. You see yourself going to prison. You hear that Epaphroditus is sick. And now you begin to think that he's going to die. You see yourself burying him. And this is what the Philippians were worried about. And Paul says the only way that you can get off of this trail of worry and off of this anxious thought is by prayer and presenting your request to God. Now there is something about prayer that when you get into prayer, it's supernatural. There's really no way to explain it scientifically or even spiritually. I don't know how to explain it. But when you pray and you make a connection with the Holy Spirit, those worries become released. Those anxieties become released. Your thinking begins to straighten up. God cleanses you and refreshes you and takes away all of the wrong thinking when you're in prayer. Try it. If you're worried about something, that means that you haven't prayed about it enough or you haven't prayed about it in a while. You got some praying to do. Someone says, well, I don't know how to talk to the Lord. How, how should I pray? This is very easy. You can start with your anxieties. List them. Go before the presence of God. Take the wrong thinking that you have. List it out, the wrong thoughts. And just begin to pray about them. Lord, I've confessed to you I have this thought. I've been thinking this thought. But I praise you in light of this thought. You begin to do that. And you start praying. The Holy Ghost begins to take over. Your prayer life is going to straighten up right away. You're going to start to feel those burdens lift and those burdens remove. And you stay, into the, stay in the place of prayer until that happens. And you'll see how powerful prayer is for your life. Okay? So today, if you're going down the wrong path, you're so focused on some trail that an anxious thought has produced, today is the perfect day to begin to pray. End this podcast. Get before the presence of God. Instead of just following those thoughts, well, you say, I don't have time to pray. If you quit wasting time worrying on those thoughts and turn it over to the Lord, you'd have plenty of time. Replace the time you spend worrying with the time you have, uh, with, with time for prayer. And you'll see just how much time you actually have. You spend that time in worry. Start spending that time in prayer. What a blessing that will be to your life, okay? God bless you. Uh, remember, letters from Jesus, Amazon.com. May be a blessing to your life. And we'll see you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.